Truth Barker Podcast. It's been a while. We've got Bruce. We've got Sean. I'm Chuck. And we've got a lot to talk about. It's been a while, guys. How are things going, Sean? How have you been? Uh, things are good. It has been a while. I mean, it's uh, a lot has happened. And there's no way we're going to cover everything that's happened. So, uh, you know. That's, but there's still plenty to talk about. I mean, life life on my end is is all right. Can't complain. God bless Texas. Um, yeah, family's still healthy from from COVID. No, no um, bad, I guess, uh, repercussions from from Abbott opening up the state. So pretty happy yeah. about that. Yeah, that has been good. I think um, you know, really initially when that. Uh, happened you know many uh people i know were you know really pretty concerned and you know that it was just going to be bad but but i think you know people have made smart decisions for themselves and you know as as we see a over 65 population vaccinated at around 60 70 percent um you know while some of the other age groups have lagged that has really been the most at risk and so i i think um you know, in hindsight, I mean, I think that uh, Abbott opening uh, really didn't have the impact that we thought it would. And um, it's been good, man. It's, uh, you know, seeing hospitalizations go down across the board and, um, you know, it's, it's, it's been good. Did you, did you expect this to go this way? Well, I, you know, I think my initial expectation was in, you know, cities that, you know, really, you know, many, even after that, many cities continued their mask ordinance. So, right. you know, in uh, Austin, there's still a mask ordinance. Uh, Round Rocks just ended on the 22nd. So, you know, there was some concern that, you know, people would not. I will tell you, I, I have, I wouldn't say that I've been, you know, behaving, you know, normally completely. But, I mean, my weekend and evening activity is not much different um, than it was prior to the pandemic. And, you know, most, most you know, restaurants or, you know, places that you go are, are still requiring masks. Um, but, I mean, really, it hasn't been, the, you know, nonstop free-for-all that many people expected. And it definitely hasn't resulted in more hospitalizations at all. So... Um, in hindsight, I mean, I, I think that, uh, you know, smart timing and, and has worked out well for Texas so far. So Bruce, how about you, man? How are things? Ah, they're good. They're good. Uh, it's been a wet week, you know, uh, for San yeah. Antonio, uh, we much needed rain. Um, didn't have to do any yard work because it rained every day, but today I had yeah. to get out there and deal with the grass that is now finally growing so but um no complaints it was, it's a beautiful day today yeah i mean anything other than snow i think is 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 going to be fine I, i've uh, had a vacation planned we, we normally spend some time in southern new mexico um you know every other spring break and uh for the five uh first days we were going to be there it was snow in the forecast so i just completely changed those plans and uh, really <laughs> just totally skip that whole 
script, just not wanting to see that again. But yeah, it's the rain's been welcome. Uh, we sound like the near fifty folks we are being so excited about the rain, but it, it sure is nice uh, for, for the yards and things like that. Uh, but uh, yeah, I mean, I, I think um, you know, uh, for me, I mean, it, it was really nice. My uh, son was able to get his uh, second COVID vaccination today. Um, and so, you know, as he told me, you've kind of reached the final level if you survived COVID without COVID and got vaccinated times two. So that's a nice thing. Um, his football team was quarantined probably four times. And now kids uh, who are vaccinated won't have to. So that'll be a nice break for him. and Get, you know, things going back in the right direction. It sounds like uh, 12 to 15-year-olds will probably get um, emergency authorization here in the next couple weeks, too. So, um, you know, that's a great way to get kids back to school and, and that kind of thing. So, Absolutely. It's, it's uh, you know, starting to feel a lot more like normal. Yeah, so, I mean, definitely yeah. a lot less masks out there. Yeah. Um, and, you know, it's like, some people complain about about Abbott. I know we talked about this before, but about Abbott dropping that mask mandate. You know, businesses, you know, they've had since I was all my life. I've seen it: no shirts, no shoes, no service. That's now they right. add they add masks. Hey, that's fine. If you don't want to go in there because they require masks, then go to the next place. That's right. Know, find a different one. Um, that's the way. The way it works, I mean, you know, and I don't blame anybody for for having that on their, you know, list of requirements to do business with. Um, just like I don't blame anyone that chooses to go somewhere else to do business. Yeah. Um, I will tell you, though, I, I don't care about um, – I'm not one that, you know, oh, you have to wear a mask. You know, all those Karens out there that get in people's faces. Just like, you know, the, the Karens that – you know, try to make someone feel bad for wearing a mask. Um, but I will say that <laughs> the people on social media that that get the vaccine and go flaunting it, man, dude, people are fucking weird. I'm yeah. sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I, just, I don't know how else to say it. I mean, it's like fucking weirdos. Like, it's just... It's a shot. I mean, settle down. You don't have to virtual signal everything you do. I mean, well, yeah. put it this way. Maybe, maybe they do need that in their lives. I, I, don't, I don't know. I can't, I can't relate, you know, um, whether I get the vaccine or have the vaccine or don't want the vaccine. Um, that's no one's business. You know, yeah. it's just, and that's something that, you know, you shouldn't have to flaunt or broadcast. I, I don't know. Just, Strange times we're living in. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I think, you know, I've been able to get, um, you know, everyone who's qualified um, age-wise the vaccine here at my house. It's definitely a lot easier now. So, you know, if someone wanted to, um, you know, probably within 24 hours, you could you could get an appointment booked, um, you know. Um, when you think about things like the flu or shingles vaccines or things like this, I mean, there's always a fair number of folks that aren't going to get it. Um, you know, we spent so much time in 2020 
trying to, you know, force people to do things that they were taking a political stand for or against. And I mean, it's, you know, it's just kind of gotten old. I mean, my approach has been, uh, I'm going to educate the people closest to me if, if they choose to get it great. And I don't want to know whether they did or did after. I mean, it just, just doesn't, uh, it just, you know, it takes too much energy to, you know, worry about what people choose or not to do. And, uh, man, I would assume they're not worrying what I'm doing. So I'll just move forward. You know, I, I went to my son's spring football game and, uh, you know, it was actually funny for the, for the first time, someone, um, told me, you know, the requirement is to wear a mask in the stands. And uh, I, I wasn't wearing, I wasn't wearing one. And, uh, I, you know, I said to them, Hey, you know, I'm, I'm vaccinated. And, uh, when I'm walking through the crowd, I'll wear one, but sitting outside, you know, basically by myself, I'm not, I'm not going to do it. So. And what they say, uh, they, I mean, they just look mad. I don't know if they went and reported me to anyone, but. Wow. I, so it's, just, it's that's funny, man, because yeah. I haven't witnessed any of that. Yeah. I've never, no one's ever told me, uh, to mask up. You know, like out in public, I, I go outside, don't wear a mask. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm pumping gas. I'm not wearing a mask. Uh, if a business requires it, I will wear a mask. Yeah. Um, but, uh, you know, where my, my son plays baseball, um, the first day of the season, I told him, I was like, let's take a mask. Be prepared to, to wear that. And I get there and nobody's wearing a mask. Yeah. I'm like, Okay, game on. You know, I mean, yeah. I, I guess people are just, you know, a lot more comfortable. And, and that was, you know, over a month ago. Um, there, ha- there hasn't been anything that, you know, has made me second guess it. Um, but, you know, I, I still think that the bottom line, there are people that are more careful. They wash, yeah. I, I guarantee you they wash their hands more than they ever did in their life. Yeah. You know, so that little bit of the hand washing yeah. I think has a tremendous impact on the spread. Yeah. Um, I, you know, I know Chuck, you come from the medical field and I know that, um, you know, the, the masks for you, you know, make a huge difference. I, for me, I just, for the cloth masks, if I could, if I could, uh, when it was snowing, you know, over here in South Texas, when I can see that your breath through the mask, a cloth mask, I have to think that it's maybe not as effective as people make it sound. Yeah. But I, I mean, I, yeah, it's, I mean, it's one, it's one of those things there. I mean, I think that, um, you know, for example, my, my wife works with the local school district. Um, you know, she said that uh, missed classes due to illness was 25% lower than it was in 18 and 19. Um, They've continued, they've continued wearing masks there. Um, I think that um, in the hospital setting, um, you know, we probably are somewhere around 60 to 70% vaccinated. You know, we've gone from 40, 50 people quarantined for COVID uh, down to none. Obviously there's still mask mandates in those settings there. Um, you know, masks work, but being vaccinated and, you know, 
being outside and, you know, staying active and, and remaining healthy is, is still probably your best way to prevent illnesses. And, you know, look, we're, we're hearing more and more about this virus all the time. Um, you know, the, the chances that the virus is going to, you know, penetrate through a cloth or, you know, surgical mask, any type of face covering there is probably not very high. But if you're around someone that's very sick and, and you know, providing care for them, I mean, it is a risk, but, um, you know, uh, I think when you look at the number of people who've, who've had COVID, um, add in those who, uh, are positive there. I mean, it, it's a good sign. And, uh, you know, it, it's just one more thing for people to politicize and get fired up with. I mean, I, I've really never wore a mask outside the, whether I'm inside or outside, if I were in a crowd, uh, of people, you know, I, I would do it or if I was going to be coming by, but, um, you know, uh, I'm looking forward to making it to some Austin FC games. I'm looking forward to doing things. And I, I probably still won't spend a whole lot of time at large gatherings inside, but, um, I, I never particularly like to go to those types of things anyway. So, so it's not going to be that big of a difference COVID or not. Yeah. Well, I will say, you know, after, you know, we get, you know, cause I think like over the summer, you're going to see less and less. I think, I think for Texas, I think the moment ATB doesn't require it, I think that's the, the cue that, you know, there's no more masks right. anywhere, <laughs> but yeah. I will say this for, for me, you know, after all this is done, I, I think it, 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 there's some good things that came out of it. I mean, I am very more aware of, of the things I'm touching. And so I'm more you know, a little more hand sanitizer than I ever did before. Um, definitely washed my hands a hell of a lot better than I probably ever have in my life. And then the other thing I, I realized I'll probably do is if I, you know, if I ever did, you know, in the future get a, like a cold or whatever, I think I actually would put a mask on, you know, if I'm going to the pharmacy to get something or, or going to be around people just, just as a, as a courtesy. Like I almost feel like that's yeah. after this, it's kind of taught me that, that appreciation of, you know, maybe I should, you know, not, it's not so much about protecting myself at that point. Cause I'm sick. It's protecting yeah. others. And, and so I was like, you know, I, I never thought of doing that ever, you know, but now I'm like, yeah, I probably will do that as, as a, you know, as, as a politeness to others. So, yeah. And, and I, I mean, I think that we, we will see it more, um, you know, you know, as countries start to open up and require um, vaccination or, um, you know, I, I really don't think it would be in small businesses best interest to require uh, vaccine. I mean, there's so many people that, you know, for various reasons can't, you know, uh, you know, for example, I, I have a uh, my youngest child has a lot of uh, different uh, allergies. And uh, while he's grown out of most of them, I would say just because of the you know prior history of having uh, severe allergic reactions to uh, medications and, and foods and things like this, when he gets his shot, it'll be at a pediatrician office after, um, you know, antihistamines and uh, other meds are administered prior to him getting the shot just because of the risk of it. So, I mean, there, there's always reasons why people can't. Some are personal, some are physical. But, uh, you know, it, it, I mean, it is definitely nice to, you know, see people starting to move forward and, and, and get back to normal for sure. So, yeah, you know, I, I, I was out today, had, had some things uh, to do in the afternoon, and uh, I mean, I, I didn't uh, notice anything different with capacity. Um, and I mean, look, man, I have teenage boys. The chances that they are able to, uh, 
you know, avoid COVID with their usual poor hand washing. I mean, that's a good sign that even they have bought <laughs> into to doing that. So, yeah, for uh, sure. Yeah, we've all been teenage boys, and we don't know how that goes. So, a um, lot of topics to cover um, this week. I think um, you know uh, we had a long lead up to this. Uh, Derek Chauvin was eventually uh, convicted, and um, somehow the cities didn't burn, and things like this, um, you know, were avoided around expectations. Um, you know, regardless of whatever, uh, you know, your thoughts are around the verdict. Um, I mean, it it has been unusual in this country for there to uh, one be. Um, even charges often um, pressed against officers who've had some type of, um, you know, offense against them. This was an officer who's had some prior uh, events and situations comes up. Uh, Bruce, starting with you, any thoughts on the Derek Chauvin verdict? Um, I, I mean, I think it's it was it was the the right verdict. I, I know there's there's. And, and, you know, a wave out there that's going to say, well, if you were a juror on there, I don't think there was a way you could not vote guilty because of the right. pressure that was that was being placed on on between the media, between just just the whole the whole city. And obviously politicians are weighing in constantly on it. So there was definitely an intense pressure. But I think you see, you know, maybe one of the first case and I'm sure there's going to uh, be more, you know, unfortunately, a lot more to follow. But where. You know, the, you know, the cursed cell phone, which, you know, has changed our lives so much in some ways good, some ways bad, has actually shown itself to be a, you know, a good thing that to, to sit there and, and have the live, you know, you know, you know, just almost like viewpoint, you know, video, you know, of what, what you know, the old, well, this is what the witness saw that those days are done with, with something like that, because this is actually what you're seeing, what you're happening right there. And to watch this, watch it. I just don't see how you can come to any other conclusion. I mean, there was, you know, again, he was, yes, he was, he committed a crime. Yes, he had a, a past history. Yes, he resisted a little bit. But the amount of force to the point of, you know, expiring the man was not necessary. And it, there was, you know, eight minutes to, to, to change that course. And it never happened. And he was the, the primary person on his neck. He was the, the lead, you know, officer in, in that detainment. Um, I, I, I mean, I think it's, it's, it's fair. I, I, I just, I think, you know, there was, you know, the idea of getting a fair trial, you know, when you have that much publicity is, it's tough. I mean, it's just, you know, we do the best we can with, 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 especially in this day with how much information's out there and how easy it is to get to it. Um, but it was the fairest, I think that you can provide under those circumstances. Sean, what are your thoughts? I know we we've gone back and forth on this a couple times on the show. What are your thoughts on this verdict? <clears throat> um, Derek Chauvin uh, was a bad apple, I think. Yeah. I mean, the guy, the guy had uh, issues in the past. Um, strange connection between the two. Uh, George Floyd and Chauvin apparently worked together at a nightclub at one time. Yeah, I saw that too. That's, that's weird. Um, but, uh, I mean... I think the the video was a slam dunk. I think it showed that there was force 
unnecessary force applied that contributed to the man's demise. Um, what is, yeah, I think, I think justice was served. Um, however, I think <laughs> the part that, you know, let's just say that justice was served. I think, I think Derek Chauvin um, got what was coming to him. Bad apple. Not a good guy. Definitely not the kind of police officer you want out there protecting and serving. Um, that being said, what clouds the whole situation is uh, the politicians get involved, which I think will uh, come back to raise his ugly head um, in, in maybe getting uh, an appeal or some kind of mistrial, getting the whole thing thrown out. I mean, and that's going to get ugly. Uh, I don't know the legalities of it, like like Bruce does, but I think that that could come back and and haunt them. Now, um, the people that spoke out, the Elon Omar's and the Maxine Waters, bona fide idiots. And I I mean, it's almost like they took the bait or something. They just they just can't help themselves. Um, they're they're trash politicians, and and they can or may have contributed to uh, some, some pressure on the, the jurors to come up with that verdict. Um, you know, I, I wasn't a juror. I, didn't, I, I am definitely not one person that sat through, I, and I've never done that with a court case. The, the last time I remember being interested in a court case was O.J. Simpson. And I was back in the day when I was in high school and I was naive to think, oh, they framed O.J. Because, I mean, that whole, that whole uh, thing that, you know, the drama of it all. Oh, they didn't fucking frame OJ. But, that you know, that's what some people believe. And they, they'll eat what's on the television. Uh, you know, watch every word that comes out. I just got the highlights from Twitter. I'm not going to lie. And yeah. um, as as those highlights came out, you know, some parts were like, oh, okay. Well, did they consider this? Did they consider that? But as someone that wasn't a juror, I mean, I, I went off of the video. Now, George Floyd... Um, just like Derek Chauvin was also a bad apple. Dude apparently held a gun to a, a pregnant woman's stomach during a home invasion. It wasn't a good dude. No. Um, should he have died? No. Absolutely not. Not under those circumstances. That, you know, if he wanted to kill himself and maybe that was, you know, he was on that road with, you know, doing the drugs that he was doing. Um, should have been his own demise, not you know, not a sworn protector of the community um, doing what he did. So, you know, I, I think that what is a big turnoff is uh, how how many how many funerals did George Floyd get? How many gold caskets? And how many people during the time of COVID had to watch their family members pass away? Um, in fact, not even watch, not even be in, allowed in the room. You know, it's just strange times, man. I, yeah. Derek Chauvin got what was coming to him. Uh, George Floyd shouldn't have died, but George Floyd shouldn't have done a lot of things in, that he did in his life. Um, so I, I hope that this whole thing gets put behind us. Um, I don't think yeah, – I, I think it's going to rear its ugly head. Now, I, don't, I don't know, Bruce. I mean, is, is there anything to that? I mean, was there any kind of um, juror – 
influenced by politicians by what they were saying? I don't know. I mean, to me, that I don't think they, they needed to say that. In fact, it would have been, had they not said a word about it, there would be no question. It would be, it would be a done deal. But is that going to come back later? You know, and that's that's definitely the question. It's, I mean, when you do your jury selection, you're asking them, you know, clearly at that stage when they were picking jurors, I mean, there wasn't probably a single person, you know, in the world that didn't didn't know something about this case and saw some part of the video of something. And, you know, and they, you know, and probably already had a formative opinion. Now, did they, you know, sit there and say, yes, I can, you know, be impartial and I will hear the evidence. You know, and again, I don't know what the current techniques are for sequestering a juror. You know, I mean, the old days they used to put you in a room, you know, hotel room and take away the TV and or give you pre-recorded stuff to watch. And you could barely if you could talk to your family, but you had to make it short and, and it was monitored. I don't know what they do nowadays to keep some of that influence out. Um, I'm sure there's, they try to do something. Um, did but you, you have see... to show that they did something. You have to show that they... You know, they'll go on the record to say, no, I, I saw this earlier or, or I testified during, you know, our deliberations that this was wrong or, you know, you have to you have to have some kind of credibility to bring up that that that, you know, that that juror, you know, impartiality or, or, or prejudice. So and, you know, just because you think it's there and maybe it is there doesn't mean, mean it's there, at least from at least from a, you know, uh, you know stand, standard of law. So. so that's funny you say that because today and. Yesterday, there's there's something going around right now in the Twitter sphere, and you know, I mean, you can't always believe what's out there, but there is talk about whoever juror number fifty two is. Apparently, it came out that this guy uh, is a podcaster and had already like proclaimed certain things about the George Floyd case, um, and then said that he was impartial. I don't know what that's going to lead to anything. Um, but it is curious now that you said that I, I thought that, I mean, let's say that they, this guy lied and was, you know, maybe he lied to be selected as a juror. Would that play a role in getting anything overturned? Yeah. Yeah. If they could prove that, uh, you know, you know, that, you know, he, he, he was lying and, and did that in advance of, uh, of uh, being selected. And so, I mean, he's basically, he, he not only would he be, be thrown out, he would, um, He'd also would have to. He'd also be facing some criminal charges um, for you know being, you know, lying to you know into a court of law to to that you know these facts were indeed false. So no, he could he could be he could be one going to jail and then yeah he did he'd get a mistrial and and you do it all over again. Right, right, and that's what I was going to get at is that it, a mistrial or you know some, anything overturned would just mean a do-over, not freedom for Derek Chauvin. Right, because there's, there's no – when you get cases out, tossed out with prejudice so you can't refile or whatever, it's, you know, it's been that something proved you innocent. Um, this would just be that you were just not given a fair trial. So I said, okay, well, we'll go back and do it, and we'll give you a fair trial. I mean, you can and, do that a, you know, forever until those appeals run out. So. And the shitty thing is let's for a moment say that this – does get overturned and there's a mistrial um just like myself asking that question about what does it mean just that action would trigger more riots more looting more destruction and that's unfortunate because there's a i mean i don't know i would say a decent chance that that all could happen 
So yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I think that's a great point. And you know, when we talk about politicians always feeling like they need to take a stand on things, you know, when you know when the American people have elected them and put them in office, and are hoping that they are working towards you know the agendas in their districts and across the country. Um, when you see these elected officials chiming in, giving their opinions, I mean, really, them saying anything other than we've we've seen the video, we've seen the facts, we'll let the you know um, court of law do you know do their due diligence and you know something to that effect. But but it, it just doesn't seem that politicians in this country can ever do um, anywhere near that. I mean, they they always have to you know get the sound bite and be on TV. And, uh, you know, they, they probably are going to have some significant uh, impacts on this case uh, because of, of those behaviors. Uh, we'll see what happens when we get to the sentencing portion of this. It, it sounds like that's been moved to June. Um, so, so we won't know um, really what the sentencing will be. But, uh, I mean, great points there. I mean, uh, I think we definitely haven't heard the uh, end of this. I mean, let's be honest. If there was a video of any of the three of us with our knee on anyone for nine minutes, we wouldn't need more than, you know, a few hours there. There was so much pressure put on this jury. There was so much pressure there. And then when you add all of the politics of it, I mean, it it's it's a dis- disappointing and disgusting situation that, that there is even a doubt that after a nine-minute video... Um, that there would be some concern if he wasn't. And then just all the chiming in is just not that helpful. So it's an issue for sure. Um, It has been a little over 100 days since Joe Biden took office. I know that Bruce and I, um, you know, the air seems cleaner. The (laughs) 401k seems stronger. The Twitter feed seems a lot more boring. Um, I'm not going to say that I've missed the prior president, but it has been a little boring. But I think that's a good thing. I think I think it's good to be a little boring. I think uh, you know coming out the gate really strong with all of the uh, you know twenty thirty something executive orders and like immediately reversing all of those things. Um, was an interesting start there um, for me, and I'm going to ask you guys to do the same thing. I, I would give the new president a C. I would say that he is uh, probably C plus to B minus uh, on the pandemic. Um, we've all known from the beginning. Uh, I, I mean, I think anyone that's been locked in their house for the last year could have guessed that there is going to be a challenge getting a certain population to be willing to take vaccines. Uh, we've not seen any campaigns. We've not seen any movement on that. And now we've kind of got to that point there where the folks that want to get the vaccine have got it. Um, and now we're going to have to play uh, convincing of the others. Um, border situation, uh, you know, probably uh, an F there. Um, it should have been pretty predictable um, that this would be an issue. Um, 
with a new environment and, uh, you know, a Democrat coming into office, um, the, you know, feeling of it's a lot better environment for us to come across uh, the border. Um, and we obviously just weren't ready for that. And we'll, we'll talk about some of the reasons for that. Um, you know, as far as a uh, economy wise, um, the economy was going to improve as long as COVID started to slow. Um, and, and things started to get on track there. Um, I, you know, I'd say we could probably give them a B for there. So I, in those three areas there, I'd give them, you know, a C, an F, and a B. Um, but uh, an interesting 100 days for sure. Uh, sh- you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to wait to go to Sean because I, I know he's got some strong uh, feelings there. But, Bruce, how would you describe the last 100 days there? Um, I'm, I'm close to you. I would say... Uh, maybe a B minus um, and maybe that's more, more of a perception bump than anything else, just because it was, you know, it was just so, you know, like I said, I just felt like the the country just got dumber and and yeah, yes, we are getting a little dumber here and there every now and then, but I mean, just like a collective, just, Oh my God, this is the idiot. We, you know, we have, you know, leading us um, to where, yes, you know, he's, you know, he, you know, He's an old man, um, but at least you know he, he's he's still. I think he's still sharp enough to 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 to, to be a statesman and, and and to and to explain you know what, what what's what's going on. I, I know I know Sean is there's probably like a little bit of blood trickling down his his chin right now from biting his tongue so hard because he's just like oh I got something to say. But um, on the pandemic, I mean I don't I mean it wasn't I, you know like I said I mean. The, the the vaccines were there, I think they were just a matter of of making it uh, more available, making it more transparent, having an actual plan. I mean, I think that was no brainers, and and going there and doing that was kind of like taking the the, the 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 loaf fruit off the tree. I mean, it was you know yeah. it just it was so bad that it you just had to do you know basic things, and all of a sudden it looked fantastic. So um, the border, I agree everyone knew that was going to be or if they didn't they're fools that that there was going to be a, some kind of surge or you know because again you know the perception is okay one person was really tough on it and this one's going to be more you know acceptable but um and then there's definitely gonna have to be a, a, a long-term plan on reforming that um but we can get into that um and then everything else i mean you know we you had to give some kind of relief to the people that were hurting. I mean, it was ridiculous that you know, you took that long to get, you know, unemployment benefits extended or other other benefits to help help folks you know, during their, their their struggle when when they can't work. Um, some of us didn't need it, but there were definitely some that did, that did and, and it needed to be as targeted as possible to those that needed it. Um, so yeah, so that that's kind of where I where I, where I sit with that. Um, and Twitter's Twitter is boring. I actually admit I haven't logged in. To, I've actually kind of gone a day or two. Or like, oh yeah, I should check what's going on with Twitter, um, <laughs> and that's because there's nothing stupid being said every every day. So it's 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 it is kind of refreshing. But I'll let what do you say, Sean? Say, what, you know, last how would you grade that, that border? Because we're going to talk a little bit more in detail about the border. But but how would you grade that border response? Uh, it's 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 an F. Um, yeah, and it's it's not. Be- Yes, I know it takes, it's, it's going to take time to, to, to ramp up the right kind of uh, facilities and, and, and policies that you're going to need. But I mean, this is this is this has been screaming at our face for forever. I mean, this, about this, we always talk about yeah. 
this this is a border issue, and we don't, and I don't know what what why it's so hard to get the right kind of reform in place, you know, to allow the ones that want to come here and work and pay and contribute. There, there, there's we we can do all kinds of amazing things. Why can't we we do this? Why 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 is this so so hard for us? You know, to yeah. to allow people you know to come across, registered, put in the system. Given a waiting period for you know for you know for a, you know, a court hearing or some type of processing, give them a temporary work visa, let them go for, and start work, con- contributing you know and and you know paying taxes, being on the system, and if they and give them the opportunity. Now, if they don't, you know, okay, then they're out. You know, if we know that we have a a criminal in our midst because we have a good you know, relationship with Mexico as far as you know sharing that information, we obviously you know, put them in jail or send them back and let Mexico do it. I mean, I mean, there's, there's a way for them to come here, work, contribute and be on a path to citizenship if that's what they want. There are plenty of citizens here that I wish we could ship out to, to some other place and bring in some of these, these people that just want a better life and that are willing to work for it and, and be part of the system. So. Yep. Great points. Sean, what say you, man, how how do you grade these uh, first 100 days? Um, well, it depends as a, a human trafficker, a plus plus, um, as someone that wants to get elected, um, in 2022 that against the Biden administration against that platform, a plus plus, I mean, this guy, I mean, I kind of like, I, I hate being right. But it is kind of like I do, you know. I hate being right when it's bad for the country. But um, yeah, I mean, his his everything he's done so far has been exactly as expected. I mean, uh, let's see. I mean, that what was it? Is it two trillion or three trillion stimulus package that? Should be going. Well, what's a trillion amongst friends? It's somewhere in there. Right. 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 Okay. Yeah. Well, well, the reason I say that is because um, you know that package was is to be helping you know the people that are hurting uh, because of COVID, and um, none or I'm sorry, seventy percent of that doesn't kick in for three years. Um, there's definitely issues with that with that stimulus package now. Um, I know that Trump signed one and I had issues with that one too. Two of them. He signed two of them. Yeah, two of them. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of stuff that, that goes into uh, absolute bullshit that doesn't go to help the American people directly. So, you know, Biden, uh, I saw that coming miles away. I mean, Biden and his gaffes. Uh, I've never, well, I don't know. I mean, I think, I think the three of us can, well, <laughs> I can say that I, I feel that Joe Biden is not running the show. And I think uh, every day that he has uh, um, another misstep is, is just another sign that, you know, Kamala is just waiting like, uh, like a buzzard overhead circling around. <laughs> I mean, she's just <laughs> fo- foam at the mouth, salivating. She's going to be president um, probably sooner rather than later. The guy, the guy is not all there. Um, 
as uh, as far as the border goes, I mean, yeah, I mean, I think that's a terrible situation. But what did anyone expect when on a debate stage, Joe Biden invited them, invited them? You know, I, I remember seeing photos of the people trying to come over uh, wearing Biden T-shirts. And I was like, you know, that's that could easily be some or funded by Republicans, you know. Uh, some some super PAC that gets these shirts made and hands them out, and they're not going to turn them down. They're, you know that those folks are in bad situations where um, maybe a shirt means a lot to them. But the fact is, he invited them to come. So, yeah. but of course, what does he do? He blames Trump, just like you know everything else is all everything is Trump's fault. You know, orange man bad. It, it's yeah. it's comical to me, and you know I think about the uh, kids in cages under Trump, but under Biden, what do they call it? Uh, migrant facilities or something yeah, like that. So, something like that. Yeah, and and that's that's the media. You know, I, I know you guys trust the media, but there's just so much evidence. So many times, like they had to uh, recant everything on the Russian bounties. They had to to eat crow about the Hunter Biden laptop. Oh, yeah, I guess it is his. They had to – oh, on Ron DeSantis, the 60 Minutes gig where they edited out um, parts of his answers, which makes me think they really fear Ron DeSantis in the future. So something to pay attention to. But um, I don't know. I mean there's there's so many L's that uh, Joe Biden has has uh, put down. The, the whole thing with um, the executive orders – and I, I know one of them was to stop construction of the wall, and he had to actually go back and and I don't know how do you do you sign an executive order to repeal your executive order to finish the wall because you realize that you totally fucked up and now we have a border crisis that the person you put in charge of has been in charge of it for six weeks now and she hasn't been down there to visit the border she just cackles whenever when anyone brings it up so. Well, um, I mean, I think part of it is, though, is that uh, in the prior administration, there was a five mulligan system. And so in that, if you put an executive order out there that's bad, you can change your mind the next day based oh, on. Okay. But I thought he was supposed to be Twitter. better. I, thought he was I think it's be a better. five mulligan system there. So so he gets to change those uh, <laughs> as the wind blows, if you will. But uh, OK, so we're using the same standards as Trump same, said. Yeah, same standards there. <laughs> I, you know, I think the, I mean, the borders. Because you know, there's is, no fact checking anymore. That's right. That no away. fact check. That is not allowed, and we do not want any fact checking on this show. Well, I, if I, <laughs> I wouldn't want fact checking if I voted for Biden either. Well, and and here's where we're at. I mean, if there's anything we can agree upon, this we we spent four years hearing about, but the stock market, but the stock market, the stock market's not the economy. We we've talked about that on this show too. Um, we, we've seen that improve. We all knew that the economy would improve as COVID did and as those numbers did. And we've seen improvements there. Um, you know, I, you know, I give them a C, um, you know, Bruce B minus, um, but we can all agree that the border situation was an F and, and I'll tell you, there's two, two reasons why here. A perfect example of what's wrong with this country is what's happening at the border here right now. We could all see that with a Democrat coming into office, 
you were going to have an influx of people there. These two administrations, outgoing and the incoming, had no intention, never tried to really work together. You know, we know about the election disputes and things like that, but there, but there still could have been an attempt at a transition. And anyone involved could have easily seen there's going to be an influx here. What do we do to beef up the security around the border? What do we do to ensure we have space for additional folks coming in? And so I think that that was the most predictable thing, but it's also a, you know, a symptom of the problem in this country and especially in politics is that we're not willing to work together. We're willing to work to take the stance opposite of our opponent. And, you know, that's what that leads to each time. But and you I, said, I think it's good. You're saying that they knew there was going to be an influx. Yeah, for sure they did. Why? Well, I'll tell you why. When you have a administration who takes a hard stance on the border and says that we're, you know, not going to do it, the, the climate for coming across is not a good one. If, if there's one thing that the Trump administration, um, you know, was very sound and very consistent was it was on the border. And I think that there, you know, we still had people trying to come across and we still saw that. But these two groups didn't work together. They did not even, you know, I, I don't know how much time they, they spent at all, you know, discussing changes and, you know, what, what they were going to be dealing with. There were no internal briefings amongst oncoming and outgoing staff around this. And when, but when but do you think question. do you think that an internal briefing would have been necessary for Joe Biden to just come out and say, hey, don't come? I know I said, you know, nine months ago to come, but don't. I mean, obviously, that would have made him look bad, but would him eating some crow be worth avoiding I mean, I, the, the border a, crisis? That's a great Fox News style talking point. Uh, it really is. But here's the problem. Are you telling me that a, a group of people who've decided to come across the border is going to hear a Joe Biden commercial in Mexico and say, oh, man, Joe says, let's not do it. Like, how is that message supposed to come across? Do they, does he put it in the papers? I mean, I know that sounds great. <laughs> that's so that's so Saki. Isn't that what Jen Saki said? Actually, she did. She said, "Hey, we are reaching out to foreign governments, yeah. and we're putting out stuff in, on the air to tell them not to come." And it's ridiculous. But, but the it's thing, ridiculous. Here's, here's the thing: is Chuck, is that there is no accountability to the man that invited them. No. And I, and well, I think on this show, at least we, the three of us. Are definitely holding him accountable. We all said he's at least an F. Um, I mean, I, I, you know, I'd say that's pretty much a zero there. We haven't done it, but I'll also say say this. And when you talk about a crisis, okay, when you you're truly talking about a crisis here in the state of Texas, Governor Abbott, within an hour of each other, about a month ago, sent out two tweets. One, we've got a border crisis. COVID positive immigrants coming across the border, overwhelming our hospitals. An hour later, hospitalizations are down. We're doing well against COVID. You know, whatever his line is, you know, uh, vaccines, never mandatory, you know, never forced or whatever. That's inconsistent. And the real problem 
with getting a path to citizenship, as Bruce suggested, is pretty simple. One reason why the 2022 midterms, because this is the only time we ever talk about the border in this country is when it's a hot topic for election time. And Democrats know it. Republicans know it. The Republicans are very likely going to take the House back in 2022. And this is the perfect issue to campaign on. And the Democrats are doing the best they can to blow it. Not spending time on the border. Not understanding it. This will be a perfect time for Harris to expand the facilities there. You know, enforce the borders, you know, whatever, whatever they need to do and show a plan. And they're not going to do it. But, and they're, and the and reason it. they're not going to do it is because that would show they were wrong. Yeah. I and think they right. can't, I think and they can't, fair. they can't show that because if that, if they're, if they are proved, if they prove themselves wrong, then they prove Trump right. And, you know, God forbid that because yeah. orange man that, but so, Putting party over country, that's the situation that we have. Those are the people that are running the country and the border right now. Yeah. And that's, I mean, like I said earlier, I mean, I expected it. I expected it. I mean, I'm not surprised at anything. I am surprised um, a little bit uh, regarding, well, I don't know, maybe I'm not surprised about the uh, capital gains tax. And uh, yeah. I know that you're saying that, you know, the economy is all, you know, unicorns and rainbows, but, uh, I mean, that has a domino effect too, because right. no one, I mean, people that normally would be, you know, making transactions to get that money, um, maybe they're hold, they hold off because the rate, what is the rate, the tax rate or the proposed, uh, I don't know if it's in effect or not, for capital gains, isn't it like 44? Yeah. That's, that's insane. But so be it. I mean, if, if I, um, was counting on that money to hire somebody, and now I'm like, the hell with it. I'm going to keep that in there, hoping that someone else comes along and lowers it. Then you know, there's that domino effect. So maybe that costs a job or two, yeah. You know, and amplify that. So, uh, yeah. I mean, I guess but, I I'm surprised it happened that quick in, in less than 100 days. But yeah, yeah. I mean, he's just. Yeah. But but here's the thing, though. You know, we, we spent four years talking nonstop about a president who the stock market's great, says a couple lines on Twitter, it drops. And so now we're in a situation where we're not seeing that. Now, the capital gains change is a big deal. It's only going to primarily affect, supposedly, people making over a million dollars. However, that is going to impact what is invested uh, you know, what the cost of stocks are, people will short sell ahead of these laws going into effect. So, so that is a concern. And my bigger concern when you look out there is really around the corporate tax that's proposed under the Biden administration. And when you look at this, you're, you're taking one of the lowest corporate tax rates ever, right around 21%, and bumping it up as high it's 27 to 28%. When those tax cuts went into effect, the majority of great businesses took that money 
and put it right back into the hands of their employees, whether it was paying off their student loans through a program or uh, adding investments to uh, match their 401k stock um, each you know, two weeks that they're taking out investing. All of those were ways that were working well. Now, does that number be, need to be a little higher? I mean, I'm, I'm not uh, very strong at math, so I would have to, uh, you know, defer that to uh, Sean and uh, Bruce, who are much smarter than me than that. But I, I think anyone could see that those will be bad ideas, and they'll probably have to decide somewhere in the middle. But, uh, you know, the border is a crisis because Democrats to do anything about it, and they're going to lose the House in 2022. And the border will definitely be an issue among others. And if they pass a wide sweeping tax plan and people pay more uh, in 2022 for taxes, um, they'll, they'll risk the Senate too. So when Joe Manchin is the most powerful man in the country, uh, you're not going to get many things done. And that, that tax plan is probably one of them. So we'll see what mm-hmm. happens there. Yeah, and it's just, yeah, the whole thing is, yeah, I got my own, <laughs> I got a, yeah. my own opinion, a hard, hard opinion on that. I just, I just, you know, I, I think trickle down economics is, 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 the, you know, one of the greatest lies ever, ever told to the American right. people. And um, I just, you know, you know, everybody talks about the old days when the company, you know, company prospered, you know, and, you know, I, you know in, in, in the fifties and no one remembers that corporate taxation was at its highest. Um and the federal government was doing all kinds of programs to for infrastructure, for education, for um, just 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 about just about anything you can name of. Now, granted, you know the rest of the world was you know still climbing out of the pile of rubble that we left it in from the war, but you know <laughs> those things is what you know springboarded the you know the the greatest generation and then soon the baby boomers to where they're at. So you know, and since then it's just been kind of like uh, okay. I don't get it. Why all of a sudden taxing companies and taxing the one percent is is such a, a bad thing and, and the devil. I mean, I, I don't know how many you know people are employed by Prada, you know, or some of the boat makers or or some of the other luxury items that they but they buy. But I don't really see the you or me, you know, being dependent on whether or not they you know they buy those things for whether we have a job or not. So yeah, yeah. I mean, it's you know. I mean, it's, I think it says a lot when the two of us on the show that were most excited for the president are, you know, given a B minus and a C. Um, so, I mean, I, I don't it think sucks. anyone. Is, yeah, I mean, <laughs> I, I don't think that it's there. But, um, you know, we're, we're, you know, in a interesting situation going forward. You know, I'd like to see some bipartisanship. I won't be surprised not to. Uh, but, I mean, the border is definitely a situation that uh joe biden is gonna have to deal with whether uh he wants to send uh kamala harris there or not so um it's been an interesting show uh lots of things that we have talked about here um when we talk about investing and we talk about all of the things around that cryptocurrency comes more and more out there now i know that uh sean has uh, you know, some uh, involvement there and some uh, cryptocurrency 
uh, mining and things like that or the like. We, we've discussed that here and there before. Um, you know, I recently started uh, moving, you know, a small percentage of my savings uh, to uh, a few different uh, cryptocurrencies there just, you know, for fun, nothing that, uh, you know, I haven't moved my house or uh, <laughs> anything like that to do it. But, uh, I mean, it's a volatile market, um, but, um, you know, there are some definitely interesting things uh, in this space there. I think, uh, you know, will we see people moving more towards crypto, away from gold, uh, away from other commodities? Time will tell. Uh, what are your thoughts on this, Sean? Uh, how is the uh, crypto world working out for you? I mean, it's working for me because I got in so early. Yeah. Um, and I'm not gonna lie, I don't, I don't know how it all works. There's a really good documentary though. I would recommend on um, on Netflix that I saw. Um, not too long ago, I, I canceled it after that pedophile movie Cuties came out. Thanks, Obama. But uh, <laughs> that's where that's where you could watch it. Um, I want to say it was. I think it was called Banking on Crypto. I have to I have to look it up. But it really explains a lot about how it came up. Um, and essentially, it's, it's bits of code that are unique and and how you know Bitcoin specifically how um, they have these forks, I think that's what it's called, where they, like, you can only mine so much, and then it's going to be, like, the, the amount that you can mine is going to be cut in half in, like, four years. And then another four years, I think it's going to be cut in half. I could be butchering it right now, for all I know. Yeah. Um, but uh, it was, um, I don't know, I got, I got into it because I thought it was interesting back then, you know, got a little bit into Bitcoin and then other cryptocurrencies and uh, I've done all right. I mean, they're not all firing on all cylinders, but um, you know, you, you only invest with what you could afford to lose. That's right. And um, I think, I think it's, it's gone well. I've actually set up a mining rig. So I'm mining Bitcoin. Um, and uh, yeah, I think that, you know, <laughs> It's something that – so I'll tell you, I'll tell you this. I, a friend of mine um, who's an atheist once told me, God bless you. And I remember telling him, I'm like, why would you say that? You know, you're an atheist. He's like, yeah, I know, but I could be wrong. And, <laughs> yeah. and That's fair. That's fair. I, you know <laughs> – I already know who he's talking when, about. That's why I'm laughing. <laughs> when the whole thing, you know, comes to an end, if I'm wrong, then at least I can say, you know, at least I said this, you know. So let's say that, um, you know, let's say cryptocurrency is uh, is just a bunch of monopoly money. I mean, you don't invest into it what you can't afford to lose. So at least I'm I have some skin in the game there. But let's say it all disappeared now, right now, all gone. I'm okay. Life goes on. But if it blows up, then, you know, I'll be hosting the party on my yacht. I mean, <laughs> not that, Love it. you know, it, not that I'm invested that much, but, um, you know, I'd rather, I'd rather be involved or, you know, 
somewhat invested just a little bit in case it does go crazy. I mean, I think it really has gone crazy. I mean, when um, I first heard of cryptocurrency, I think it was uh, Bitcoin was trading around 2000 uh, a coin. And now it's hovering 55, 60,000 a coin. It's insane. But, um, you know, I figure, what if, you know, what if I'm wrong? Might as well say God bless you and and invest a little. Well, and I think, you know, when we talked about the hell that was the snowpocalypse and all those things, and and you mentioned uh, your mining rig there, you know, it it piqued my interest. I I took you up on uh, watching the uh, documentary, and I've watched a couple others since then. Uh, I think Netflix has probably lost most of those. I think they moved over to Prime, uh, but it's definitely interesting. And did you uh, did you really watch it? Was I? Oh so yeah. The way I described it was it yeah. close. Okay. Yeah, I think it's very close. And I think um, what's eye opening, you know, for me, you know, um, I, I'm a pretty safe investor. I'd like to think, and so I like to, um, you know, see steady growth, minimal risk. Um, you know, I, you know, I like to, you know, make sure my gains are, you know, right around, um, you know, the S&P 500 and, and, and that kind of thing. But, you know, when you, when you look at this here, let, you know, take Bitcoin, for example, you're looking at a market cap of 1.1 trillion, not a couple million, not a couple people messing around, 1.1 trillion and then when you look at you know where do you put your money you know what what is the likelihood of this moving you know bitcoin has gone from 50 to sixty thousand dollars a coin over the last 10 days or so uh so i mean definitely volatile but i mean you're talking starting from 2000 up to 50 60,000. the volume on this daily is just short of 40 billion dollars so to think that um you know that you're throwing a you know god bless you out there and just kind of um you know throwing you know a little caution to the wind and see how it goes there's there's a lot of people who obviously um believe in the potential here um when you look at hold time people aren't short selling this either they're holding it you know somewhere around 90 plus days in general um you could could hear you could hear bruce I think it's Bruce about to buy some Bitcoin right now. That's right. Doing research. <laughs> He's out there right there. He's looking hey, on the mining rig. You know. I'll, tell you, I'll tell you what I found interesting, though. Um, put, now, I, just, I just got a home equity load. I know where I'm putting my <laughs> That's right. That's right. When, when, you, when you look out there and you, you know, see the potential, all, all those numbers sound great, but $19 million is circulating, meaning that, People are exchanging this. You're seeing companies like Tesla, others now saying you can buy our products with Bitcoin. Yeah. That changes a lot of things. And I think, uh, you know, I don't know about you guys. I'm looking forward to later this year uh, traveling internationally. Um, Sure makes travel a lot easier as people pick up these currencies and, and, and allow you to. Um, use them for purchases or even just convert them over to the funds in those areas there. So there, there's lots of uh, things there. I mean, it's an interesting uh, topic in a, in a you know, world where people are so hung up on, you know, politics and things like this. So this, this is a pretty, um, 
interesting um, space to to invest in there. And uh, you know, uh, in the past, when when markets would have issues and people would tank, you know, the commodities would go up. So you might move some of what you're investing to gold and other commodities there. I, I think we're going to see more times than not people move it over there. And when you're talking one point trillion dollar market caps. I mean, that, that's a pretty significant amount of money that's invested in this space. So I, I don't see it going away. Um, you know, if you look at some of the other coins, Ethereum, for example, uh, you know, is oh, another man. one out there. I lucked out with that one. I bought uh, a buddy of mine told me about Ethereum. So I bought two Ethereum when they're 300 each. Wow. So I think they're like uh, $2,800 now. Just short of $3,000 today. Yeah. And th- you know what? Whenever I see that, I always kick myself like, why didn't you buy more? But yeah. like, who the hell knew? Who knew? You know? Yeah. So, yeah. 600 bucks is still a lot of money. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. Well, I think, and you know, think about this. Um, we talked about $19 million circulating in Bitcoin. Meaning most people are holding these coins, not, a, not in these uh, crypto wallets and the exchange. But Ethereum, a little different. $115 million sitting out there. And you're also wow. starting to see this trade more internationally. That means people are taking this and, and, you know, transferring it into other funds or making purchases with it. So um, it's an interesting space. I, I know that it's exciting for me. If, if you're interested in uh, crypto, just like any other new investment, I, I obviously wouldn't uh, suggest that you uh, invest major parts of your um you know, savings into something that is uh, so potentially volatile, but um, also would suggest you not completely ignore it either. So, yeah, um, we talked a lot this week. Uh, it's been a while. We can't let it go this long again. Uh, we know that all 12 of you out there have really missed the show. <laughs> and uh, we've picked up a lot of new followers on the uh, Truth Barker Twitter account. So, uh, We'll definitely have more new shows coming your way. Um, you know, we'll be guests on some other shows coming up in, in the coming weeks, and we'll talk to you all about that. Um, you know, Sean, Bruce, it's, it's been a good show. Too long. We'll have to get together soon, guys. Absolutely. Getting close. Getting close to the, to the uh, you know, go to a bar with no mask and right. sit close closer than, you know, eight feet apart, you know, scenario. We are, it's, it's right there. It's just, it's yeah. might still be a few months away, but it's right there. Yeah. Hey man, sounds, if, you go, if you go yeah. by what the CDC says, it could be now if it's outside. That's and, right. Uh, what they, they said, it's not even six feet anymore. It's three, feet. three. Yeah. Yeah. I think we need to make it happen, guys. We need to, uh, get serious about it and make it happen. Uh, for the Truth Barker Podcast, this is, is going to wrap our show. We will see you soon uh, with a new one. Take care.